Hello, this is Jimmy Sam back again with another truth. I think I may have caught him, the elusive Mark Doty. I feel like I've captured Bigfoot. Uh, I hope you guys dig this conversation. I have not talked to him yet. I am about to call him now. And we'll see where this leads. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. And hopefully, here we go. Let's see if he really answers or not. Come on. Come on. He'll answer. You've reached Mark at 6307-9276. I rarely answer this line or check voicemail, so for best <laughs> results, hang up and text. If you are unable to text and we have business with each other, you can email me or leave a message. There will just be a delay in response time. Thank you. Mark, this is Jimmy. Are you there? Oh, my God. He got me. Hello? All right, let me try this again. This is too good. <laughs> I just got a text that he hit the wrong button. <laughs> this couldn't be any better if I wanted it to be. <laughs> Hello. Hello, you old bastard. <laughs> oh, it was perfect. I'm sitting there. I'm, Hello? Hello? What have I done? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, fuck. I know what I did. <laughs> that same thing that I've done a hundred times before. <laughs> Oh, I couldn't God, start any I'm, better. I, Holy shit. I'm still used to the times where you just pick it up and it answers for you. <laughs> like, now i got to push my finger on something and slide. <laughs> my fat arthritic finger. <laughs> Holy shit, man. How the hell you been, Mark? I've been good. How you doing? Good, man. Are you like Iowa? Yeah, yeah. Tropical Iowa. Don't be jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I know I've seen you with these pictures of you way up in the air and I'm scared for you. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm not doing that shit anymore. <laughs> That's over. Oh god. <laughs> Thank the Lord. Yeah, no that, kidding. That looks scary, but I mean you didn't look scared at all. I don't know why. Oh, no, I, I don't give a shit. I mean man. <laughs> not like I'm afraid of heights or anything. I just prefer being on the ground. Yeah, I dang, it's because you're a normal person when it comes to it's that. That's where I belong. <laughs> I, I, gravity's not my friend. <laughs> yeah, it hurts. In anything. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like the older I, <laughs> it feels like the older I get, the more often I drop things. Oh, like, yeah. No matter what. And I don't know if I just pay more attention to it now because it hurts to bend over. <laughs> or <laughs> if, you know, maybe I do drop things more than normal people do. Oh, it's so funny. I notice that, yeah, when I drop anything, I'm like, usually, you know, like I go for a railing or something to hold me up. I'm like, what am I doing? Am I that guy? Oh, yeah. Has that happened? Or a wall. Yeah. <laughs> or a person nearby. <laughs> anything. Help me. Help me for crying out loud. <laughs> this might be the last one. I might not make it. <laughs> I might just sit down here for a while. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> uh. 
Holy shit, man. Well, hey, man, I really appreciate you doing this. I know I've been uh, badgering you, but people have asked me to get you on also, so I blame all them, too. What? Oh, yeah, yeah, man. People want to talk to Mark Doty or hear him. So, oh boy, I'm sorry. I don't want well, to put any pressure on you, but uh, you got to dance. Get ready for some stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Pull up a chair, get out your bucket of popcorn, and yeah, <laughs> here it comes. <clears throat> oh, but anyway, man, yeah, I just uh, we could start anywhere. I just uh, I've known you for a long time. I think I I know I used to work for you <laughs> when we were both in the yeah. pizza business. And, uh, man, what, uh, I guess I'm going to start with, uh, guitar with this can go anywhere. I don't give a shit, but, uh, I only know <laughs> so much about you. So I'm just going to start with what I know. Uh, well, not with what I don't know, I guess. When did you start playing guitar? Um, <clears throat> I started, I want to say around maybe eight or nine. I played piano before that, but not, not professionally. No. <clears throat> Even though I. I wasn't Beethoven in this life or a past life, but no, um, I just, I didn't have any lessons or anything. It was just, uh, I went to private school for a few years when I was younger until, um, until my parents were asked to take me out of the school (laughs) (laughs) by the school. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, then I went to public schools after that. But, um, I used to kind of escape and down in the storeroom, they had this old upright piano and I just sit there and bang on it and, and uh kind of try to make songs and uh yeah and then one day my mom come home and she had this acoustic guitar that she'd bought and uh <clears throat> i just was totally blown away by it because she had played when she was younger and it was kind of a thing she always wanted to revisit so i was totally blown away by it and uh <clears throat> just watching her and it, i completely lost interest in any the, anything on the piano but uh yeah, I, uh, she. We're the latchkey generation, you know. So oh, yeah. you come home and you're at home by yourself for an hour or two or whatever. But I used to go up to her bedroom and pull that acoustic guitar out and and uh, try to play it. I had no idea. Oh, this kind of sounds cool together, and like this kind of sounds cool together. But uh, and one day I was, but it was mostly just kind of looking at myself in the mirror. Because, you know, after all, I am a guitar player. <laughs> Got to do it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah, so I was, I was rocking out in the mirror thinking I was I was staying or something, and uh, I banged it on her dresser, and I put a big dent in the front of it. And no. freaking out because we didn't have much money, you know. And she'd taken a part-time job at the crossing guard just to make enough money to get this from good old Tobias Music in Westmont, which wow. is still there. Damn. Um bought a tailor from there but nice. uh yeah she uh anyway i she's I'm, I'm a terrible liar and she knew right away it was me but i'm like no you know and she's like what well, you know she, so i was afraid she was gonna be really really mad at me but uh she was actually it was completely out the opposite you know she embraced it and she's like she was just excited that i wanted to learn something Oh, that's all so, that's uh, the best thing you could hope for <laughs> it's all her fault and <laughs> It's a 77 Washburn, and I still have it. Oh, really? Really? <laughs> and she gave it to me years later after a, after a divorce. And um, I hadn't played in, in a long time. It's something I kind of just gave up when, when I got married and had kids. And okay. uh, she used to come over in the morning, because uh, it was just me there with the boys. And uh, she'd help out and watch the boys for me while I went to work and uh, in the summertime. 
and then you know if you're in school school and all that but uh anyway one day she comes out and she she takes me out to the the trunk of the car and like well, all right what is this and she opens it up and they're in those old cardboard cases you know the real thin flimsy yeah, ones oh, that yeah. always rip yep was uh the old wash burn and she handed it to me and she said yeah i played my song i'll go play yours wow. and uh, i've been playing ever since so, and how old yeah. were you oh then that was I had to be maybe 34, 33. Really? Around there. Jeez. It was, uh, wasn't long after my divorce, which was 19, like, I don't know, 2001. All right, so, so hit me I, up. And that's when I started playing covers, and that's kind of all I did ever since. Okay, so when I knew you back in the day, it was the Genoa's Pizza Days, Ripperoni, great pizza. Uh, yeah. That was uh, you were that was when you were first playing then, before everything else happened i used to kind of just uh i mean my stuff was there at work okay so i did the same like the thing time, in my restaurant <laughs> which is probably why i uh probably why i, I was there so much well that's the yeah. only reason but but uh yeah it was just something uh i'm trying to say this without you know <laughs> being a jerk we'll just say that it's just uh it wasn't enjoyed at home so, gotcha. Okay, that's all right. <laughs> and uh, so I just kind of had that whole thing going at work, but that was uh, that was actually before I got married at the place of sandwich. Oh, okay, okay. So um, I got married in '94. I want to say. All right, but and you I, were writing your own stuff though, right? And I went back. That's right, because I was I remember I went back, and yeah, and I still do. Good. It's just uh, you know, as it's mostly been for my own personal amusement, but. Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, I still have that stupid thing that I bought too. I mean, I was so excited about it. I saved up my money and it was like thirteen hundred bucks for. Uh, it's, I mean, it was technology that was new. Record on a CD. You're like, whoa! Oh, what did you have? Was what these, was that thing? It was a Tascam. I want to say five sixty four that recorded on these little MD data discs that MD data. Yeah. You can't get. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> you know. And, uh, yeah, because they, they had the mini discs, but these were a data format. Okay. Which were different and more expensive, and each one of them was like 20 bucks. And, wow. uh, how long did you record and, on them? Could you record on them? Oh, I probably have 20 of them, 20 of the discs. Really? What, how many hours did you get out of them? But, uh, well, when you're bouncing tracks on it, it chews up more data. So if you want to save your tracks that you bounce in case you want to go back and fix something it's kind of one song per disc holy shit yeah <laughs> that's where you all got it yeah. lucky kids just so you know <laughs> so really like my hesitance to buy pro tools is you know because of how much it costs is dumb because <laughs> <laughs> is that's actually cheaper than that whole thing <laughs> no shit but uh yeah it's a boat anchor now i think i dropped something on it so i don't even know if it works but it's around here somewhere <laughs> But I needed to play those discs, but there's there's nothing on there that I, you know, compared to stuff I've written since that I'd even be interested. I might snag a riff or something out of it, but yeah, you know, I love when you're that. Struggling, man. Eh, this needs something here. What should I do? You know, I start fiddling around, and all of a sudden, some old thing comes back. I'm like, well, I'm never going to use that. Not that I'm going to use this, but right. You sound <laughs> you sound just like my buddy Schultz. He's the same way. He just he keeps it all. But man. It's just uh, he never knows what he wants to do with it. Yeah, yeah, no, no, uh, going Marvin, and oh, hey. then has been after me to to start recording on the computer, which uh, 
I'm not computer illiterate. I know like office computer stuff, but for some reason when it comes to music, I get very intimidated. It's hard, and, man. It is. Well, it's not hard. It's just you got to get into it. Then you got to watch 70,000 YouTube videos, fuck up a lot, and then you might get something that's listenable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, I, it sounds like this mixer I got for the band. I got one of those new digital mixers that you hook up to an iPod. Yeah, and okay. <clears throat> I've been... I was able to figure the unit itself out really easily, and uh, but... I haven't figured out how to hook up an external modem to it yet. And everybody tells me they know how to do it. But when they tell me, I'm like, that's, I did all that stuff and it ain't working. Oh, gotcha. So, so you record your live sets or something? Yeah. Cool. And from, you know, there's occasions where we have to play shows where we run our own sound. Right. You know, and I just use it to run our sound. But, uh, and so I got past that hump for the most part. So it was actually way easier than any analog analog thing i've had oh, okay cool when did you start to uh so when i met you back then you were just uh you said you're just playing uh for yourself just by yourself then yeah for myself and by myself i mean there was uh <clears throat> there was not a band formed from the mighty lizard that was just okay um, okay that's silly. i was trying no, to remember was, that all right <laughs> no yeah the mighty lizard there was no <laughs> oh god was that horrible no, it did you had some really good riffs. <laughs> you did. Yeah. And, uh, but I did do this original project. It was a three-piece, and then it kind of went into a four-piece after a while. But uh, it started out as Headcase was the name of the band. And um, and apparently uh, another guy in the band found out there's a place or a band in California using the name Headcase. So we changed it to Head Trip. Okay. Um, and uh, he did some things for a while, and it was a lot of fun. And uh, it was, you know, <clears throat> sometimes you, you drive to these places, and you know how hard you worked on, on writing these songs and getting stuff together and your harmonies and getting tight and everything like that. Yeah. And then this other band gets up there and just blows you away. Oh, and you're yeah. like, wow, these guys are really freaking good. And then after the show, you're talking to them, and, and they don't have enough money for McDonald's. Yep, and you're just like, oh, these guys are like ten times as good as I'll ever be, and he's still, you know, scraping by for a dinner. Yeah, yeah, maybe I'll just enter the workforce. <laughs> so that's kind of where that went. <laughs> because I mean, I'm not gonna lie, you know, I know my I know my limitations. And yeah, I, I'm sometimes I regret it, but it was for the better. Yeah, well, that's and cool, I man. And I can still fool around and have fun and. You know, for my own personal amusement, maybe sell some things. Hell you yeah. Know, sell, uh, write some songs and sell them, but... So is there any way we can uh, hear any of that uh, head trip stuff? I don't have anything on tape. It's not online as far as, like, or nothing? new stuff? Yeah, anything. But I can get you something. Yeah? Well, I have Marvin come over here and teach me how to do this uh, Raptor, I think he calls it. Oh, is fantastic. It, that would no. be great. Is it, does that sound right? Raptor? Hell, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm recording off an iPad and duct tape. Or, <laughs> it's some computer program. I think I already downloaded it. I just never took it down. <laughs> exactly <laughs> but, like me, dude. <laughs> like, uh, I think yeah. I got all the shit I'm supposed to have, but I don't know how to turn it on. Is I mean, I do have, you know, there's always a plethora of stuff that's 80% done, but I do have quite a few that are record ready. Like, I have all the parts worked out in my head. Are you singing? You know? Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. yeah okay. 
That's awesome. Yeah, and then there's, and uh, you know, I like harmonies, so I'm going to try to work that in as much as possible. But if it works, but uh, there's there is one song that I don't have words for, and I've come because I've hummed melodies over it or my gibberish as i call it where i'm kind of just saying words but only using the phonics and the rhythm of it to kind of figure out how a melody would work that's every single but i don't really have words so i'm like that the bump bump you know (laughs) if anybody's listening like all right the autistic kid's back again (laughs) but (laughs) he can do it (laughs) but but yeah there's uh this one and i i think i need a, a woman i think it needs a girl's voice on it so you know if i ever I, I haven't written words for it, but I'm thinking maybe I should find a girl that has a voice that fits that and just have her bring her own material in. There you go. That might be fun. Yeah, collaborating sometimes uh, helps uh, bust things out a little bit easier. Like somebody else's yeah. opinion, like, oh, this will work. You know, used to working in your dungeon, uh, that's about what I do. I'm just like, oh, you know, if I let somebody see this, maybe it'll, they'll spark something. Help me out. <laughs> Yeah, and maybe she's better than me, and she can sing all of them. Damn right. There you go. You know? Never know. <laughs> Take something you off your plate. Surround yourself with people who are better than you. Yeah, that's that's a huge thing, man. That is uh that really is huge too. I mean, I remember starting off, and we were only bands we could play with. You know, were just like us, or you know, maybe, maybe they weren't as talented sometimes, but you know, we weren't. <laughs> just like it was just like we were just had enough of the an edge on some bands. It's like, but, but yeah, once you get to playing with those bands that just like crush you, you're like holy shit you know it ups your game and seeing a good live show always makes you want to you know write you know it used to make me want to write anyway yeah and i probably had the completely wrong attitude for someone that would ever make it anyway because you you just can't you can't have that quitting mentality which i completely did (laughs) so i was just you know incredibly insecure yeah typical uh, musician I'm a much better player today than I was then, and I I kind of credit the covers to that. Oh, me too. And I just learning different styles and uh, and different things that I never would have found on my own. Man, Blue said that too. Man, he said he never played any chords until he uh, started this cover band he's in now. I was like, yeah, man, it's weird how that changes everything. <laughs> it's like, oh wow, there's more to learn on guitar. <laughs> right, and I kind of learned backwards from. Uh, the way a lot of people learn because a lot of people they pick up the guitar and they, they you know they see Zach Wild or they see somebody else and they're like I want to be that which who can blame them you right. know but they start trying to play lead and I was the other way around I just I learned playing chords and stuff I was a big police fan oh cool and uh, and I always thought that Andy Summers was a kind of a really good chordsmith and nice. uh, I don't know I've always been about the rhythm of a song the rhythm and melody is what seems to whether or not it sparks my curiosity or interest or not okay or silly words all right (laughs) silly words will work all the time (laughs) (laughs) so all right after your little layoff there and you came back i know you came back with a uh cover band that was uh what was it what was the name of that first one the first one one was um, actually, the Jealous P, which is what we uh, we shortened it to, which is out of all the lists and names that we came up with, was what I liked the, the least. But it was we ended up shortening because the Jealous Poontang was what the original name of the band. <laughs> and uh, you know, 
wisely we felt we wouldn't get hired very often with a name like that so we shortened it to jealous p <laughs> and fantastic. this is kind of when i started doing first doing the covers and that band actually eventually morphed into what is now rockstar rodeo okay but uh yeah me and some other guys that i've played with through the years and uh there was a band called wild child that did pretty well for a while and i was good friends with the guitar player and he'd have me up for a couple songs and I uh, put together this band called Rock Luster. Right, okay. And uh, actually before that, I think it was Sugar Fix, which was, um, that, was that wasn't very, that was pretty short-lived. It's, uh, you know, all the good intentions, but uh, just the right pieces weren't weren't there. Gotcha. But cool name, though. Yeah, hell yeah. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and, and Rock Luster was what came after that, which was kind of, we just, we, we morphed, what I was doing with Sugar Fix and with another band called Crown Royal, who was losing their guitar player and vocalist. And um, so we kind of put it together and they were called Crown Royal and it became Rock Luster. And then I did that for for a long time. And then there was, uh, I did the uh, guitar and vocals on that. Rhythm guitar and, and uh, lead vocals. Oh, okay. And I, as I did with Sugar Fix. <clears throat> and... Uh, and met a really excellent, probably, I hate to say, now I'm not going to say the best because I've worked with so many great people, but one of the best guitar players and the coolest guy, Tim, Tim Johnson. And uh, he still blows me away. Great guitar player, great guy. Um, but uh, I moved on to, uh, what was after that? Then I went to, what was it? Jesus, I can't remember. Oh, the Food Fighters. That's when I started the right, Food Fighters. Right, right, I remember band. that. Okay, that's cool. What was that called? Yeah. Well, I, I didn't exactly start that. That was the wrong way to put it. But uh, I had done an audition for, uh, and it was up in Arlington Heights, I want to say, for a guy that was wanting to put together a Foo Fighter tribute. And I'm like, I, I like that band, you know? Oh, yeah. I like that shit, you know? So <laughs> I figured I'd try. I'm like, I don't know if I can if I can nail Dave Grohl for three hours, but, you know, I could try. I mean, and, uh, yeah, they gave me the gig, and we went through a couple of numbers, and the guy who put it together quit. Oh, really? and, uh, along with the bass player so we replaced them and but uh, that went on for a while and I it, I I always thought that was one of the best bands that I had played in I mean it was it was tight and accurate yeah and that's the best with the exception of my vocals it was really good <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, it I think we were just a little bit ahead of the curve because now tribute bands are huge but we we just couldn't draw. And really? we didn't know why, because the band was great, the image was great, all the artwork was great, you know. Yeah, it was really polished, but, uh, man, just from what I was able to see of it. It just didn't hit. So, you know, and then I moved on to the country band, and did that for, that started out as Rebel, and then morphed into what is now National Electric Company. Are, are you still with them? For, no, no. Okay. Um, it's been about two years or so since we parted ways. Yeah, but you hit pretty good with that one, right? That one seemed to you guys yeah. seemed to always be gigging. Yeah, and it was it was really an interesting challenge for me too because we started out as a four piece when it was Rebel, and the singer played an acoustic guitar, but it was really not that prevalent. It was kind of just a little bit of filler background noise. So uh, it was it was really interesting and fun to transpose music that has four or five guitars in it, a banjo, um, you know, mandolins and pedal steels with, which basically is a power trio with a lead singer. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, and, that uh, is a, that's just, a heavy duty. So, I mean, what I would do is just kind of find what drives the melody because we had a really good rhythm section, you know, which you need to have if you're going to have a band that small. You got to have a good, you always have to have a good rhythm section, but you especially do when you don't have that. Yep. But, uh, yeah, just find what drove the melody and uh, important riffs in the song and just kind of racked it out more. So it became kind of this rock and roll country band from the start because I'm playing a Les Paul through a Marshall, you know, JTM 45. So Excellent. it's not a guitar tone, uh, country guitar tone <laughs> at all. <clears throat> and I didn't care because I'm like, this is how I want to sound. You know, I don't want to, I have a telly. You know, I've got a twin. If I want to play through that, I've got a Princeton, you know, but I don't, I didn't feel like it. I'm like, yeah, you know, that's what everybody else does. Let's do this different. You know, we had a rock and roll bass player and a rock and roll drummer and we're all doing country songs and half the songs I'd never even heard. Oh, right. And yeah. If it's country, so I'm like, I definitely haven't. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but that, that, yeah, that, that went on a long time and, and really started to hit. And I think it had a lot to do with the stage presence and the energy and, and uh, you know, song selection. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whatever you did, man, it worked. I know, I think I got to see Rebel once. Because uh, you guys didn't play out by us very often, I don't think, right? No, we did that place on 34, the old skating rink. Right, right. Um, I think that's where I seen a, you. Yeah. A time or two. I think we did it as Rebel. I'm not sure if we ever did it as NEC, or at least not when I was there. They probably played there since. Yeah, and you didn't but bring the Foo it. Fighter one out there either, did you? No, I was going to, and then, uh, yeah, then I didn't. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I seen the Foo Fighter one too, though. I might have, maybe a Penny Road Pub or Yorkville. I can't remember. Um, you know, I did I did Q Bar in Plano. When that was still a thing, maybe I think it was I, brand maybe new. It was and uh, <clears throat> there was that with uh, my, it might have been the other band. I don't remember. Okay. Uh, it might have been. It might have been the country band. But I'm pretty. I know I've played there. And, but uh, was it uh, Darien? We did the Q bar in Darien. I know that. Okay. The other we played one. Shark City a couple of times. Excellent. <clears throat> um, did we do the bowling alley in Yorkville? Oh, that might have Possibly. been it. Yeah, that was, uh, I know that was pretty hot for a while for Yorkville anyway. Yeah, Pinheads or something like pinheads, that. Pinheads, there you go. That's it. Yeah, good memory. Yeah, I think it's Pins us. now. Yep. Yeah. Under new management who digs the, the name. <laughs> just going to kind of shorten it. Yep. Which, uh, you know, I think Pins is much better. Yeah, yeah, it works. <laughs> <laughs> As I mean, between the two, if those are my only, <laughs> those are my only two choices, I'm going to go with the one that has left letters in it. <laughs> you're damn right. Make it easy on me, at least. Is, it's uh, easier what... to say when you're getting pulled over <laughs> at three in the morning. Just let pins, Where are you coming man. from? <laughs> <laughs> All right, step out of the car. All right, again. <laughs> All this to get not paid? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, you guys probably got much... pretty decent with that band, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed getting yeah, paid was a lot, was a lot different when you when you do covers. <laughs> I had way more fun with that than I ever thought I'd have. I really did. Yeah, it looked and, like uh, a good time. Yeah, yeah. It was probably too much fun for you know <laughs> for me a few times. 
That's all right. But, yeah, uh, that happens. Yeah. Happened to me in the White Dragon. <laughs> More than a couple times. <laughs> like, wow, this is yeah. easy and fun, and I'm having a blast, and oh my God, I'm drunk. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah I have good times. Um, I mean, there's stretches where I'll do a lot of shows where I've had too much to drink. I mean, uh, just the show I did this Saturday at Evenflow, I didn't, you know, there's guys in the band are like, you know, offering me a drink, and I just, you know, I didn't feel like it. Yep. And uh, so I didn't. I didn't have a drink for the entire show and I, I could hear all my vocals. <laughs> I, you know, I could pick out the different, we're usually at the end of the night, it becomes almost white noise and I'm listening to the drums and hoping I'm in time. Right. Yeah. Been there. <clears throat> so I'm like, this is, this is much better. I feel more confident that, that I played good all night, not just for the first three quarters of the show. Right. Yeah. That, that just so, uh, gets so, that's going to be a habit that stays with me. I'm just gonna, uh, yeah. You know what? After the show, well, maybe I'll have a bourbon or something. But uh, right now, I'm, I'm, I'm working, and uh, I want to give you the best I got because I'm old and fat, so <laughs> I have some things to overcome. Oh, definitely, bro. <laughs> oh my God, that's is it? Uh, what's the name of the new band you're on now? Uh, the new band is Interstate Nineties. Interstate. Okay, that's the one. Did Did you just start that before the pandemic? Or was it going? Um, no, actually, the band, not exactly as it is now, but has been together for 14 years, maybe. Oh, holy shit. They okay. were known as Flannel. Oh, Spell okay. Wrong. And did you play with them as Flannel? A-N-L. And uh, I did shows with them, but I never played in the band. Like, we did Co-Bills, okay, where cool. we both play the same. But I'd known them for years. And um, the lead singer, who was, you know, he ended up moving to Florida not long after, but you know, calls me up and like, I heard you're not doing that country thing anymore. I'm like, nah, you know, he's like, well, what are you up to? And I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm just kind of taking it easy. You know, I, I got my weekends free again and, and, uh, and I'm kind of relaxed and I just bought a new house. And so I got projects started and he's like, well, I'd, I'd really like it if you came play guitar for us, you know, cause our guy's retiring. He's leaving. So I'm, like, I'm thinking I, it hadn't even really, I had a few people reach out like, uh, <clears throat> I'm not going to name them, but, okay. uh, you know, just for, cause I'm not sure all of them had the person gone that they wanted to replace yet. Oh yeah. Let's put it like that, Look you know, you. but, yep. uh, yeah, I heard your, uh, you know, but they were all country bands and, uh, I'm just like, yeah, you know, I, I don't want to go from this country band to another country band if I do anything. And gotcha. I wasn't even sure I wanted to do anything. And, uh, but I'm like, these guys are like my brothers, man. And it sounds really good because the 90s music really spoke to me in a way that the music I grew up with in the 80s, or we grew up, I should say, never really did. <clears throat> and so I really love the genre, you know, and I still do. I mean, I'll listen to to 90s stuff before I listen to any of the 80s stuff, usually. Oh, so okay. That, that, old... That's more of your sweet spot is the 90s then? But uh, yeah, I just related to it more. Um I could play the guitar, you know, kind of do my style of thing, which is, you know, is more rhythmic and just slower leads that are memorable and guitar noises and and just furious stuff than uh, than super technical, you know, articulate. And uh, I actually made a T-shirt that one of these days I'm going to wear it in the right situation. <laughs> but uh, it just I had a T-shirt made that just says sweeping arpeggios and shit. <laughs> on it 
and it's specifically made because of a friend, a mutual friend I was joking with, not him, but another friend at this guy's expense who just, I mean, everything, he just gets all into technical and theory and just kind of likes to talk about how much he knows about music. Oh, so he fucks the fun out of it? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> but you're playing in the same shitty cover bands I am, but okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so he's always bragging about this. So that's where I made the shirt, why I made the shirt. No, so that I could wear it when he was around and see the shirt that said sweeping arpeggios and shit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, maybe someday. No, it's it, has, it can't be staged. It has to be totally by accident or else it doesn't count. Yep, yeah, that, that's uh, it's got to be authentic. <laughs> In my mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you take it to that level. I like it. That's the artist in you. Oh my God! So that's cool, man. Is uh, what you, uh, rig you playing out of now then, with the the '90s band? I'm guessing. No, I I wouldn't even know how to guess. I know you've uh, bashed through quite a few guitars lately, haven't you? Or throughout? Yeah. Yeah, you're asking what I'm playing. Yeah. Um, I'm mostly playing. Well, now that I got the EVH, I'm really having a lot of fun with that. Dude, that that is but, so sweet. It's so better than my Sears, uh, Roebuck and Company copy. Eddie guitar that I started off with. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> that um, is sweet looking, dude. My wife ordered me that for me for our anniversary, for our wedding anniversary, and it was only our second yes. wedding anniversary. So She's I'm really looking him. forward to the fiftieth. <laughs> well, like I'm gonna live that long, but <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go That's live in the White House. <laughs> but, I don't know how you pulled this off, but this is great. <laughs> Holy uh, shit! Yeah, you're doing something uh, yeah. right. I mean, this is the first, the first tr uh, locking trem guitar, Floyd Rose, that I've had and or played in at least twenty years. Oh, really? I mean, oh. I've just been exclusively a fixed bridge guy, like religiously. Like, if if there's a guitar that I like and it doesn't have a fixed bridge, I'm immediately not interested. Yeah, especially I just playing don't like out, them. I never even used them when I did have the darn things. All I did was fight with them because I was, you know, we didn't have YouTube, so I couldn't just look up on. How to, to do it, him. and then yeah. I let that fear stay in my mind, and I'm yep. like, "What the hell do I need one of those things for?" Well, yep. I tell you what, they're a lot of fun. Yes, they you are. Know, so You're damn right, <laughs> they are. <laughs> I'm glad I have it because I'm able to work it into stuff that I normally wouldn't use that. And uh, but uh, yeah, once I did watch some YouTube videos and got it set up right, it's been a breeze to figure out. Oh, so yeah. I don't know why I was so worried about it, but it's. It's, uh, you know, it does its thing and it saves the neck on my left balls and stuff when I do, because I do neck dives when I want to detune it a little bit because I don't have a tremolo. I push on the back of the headstock. Right. Yeah. And it might not be good for it, but sure I don't know. Cool. So <laughs> there's that. Uh, there's the, uh, well, there's the 59 less ball. That is not a, it's a repro. It's not an actual gotcha. night. Yep. So Jesus, no. That's, that's for <laughs> your fifth anniversary. Let me, yeah, if I had that guitar, I would not tell you on this. <laughs> I might tell you in person, but yeah. Uh, but there's that, but I don't play that out. And I have a, uh, a Les Paul Trad Pro 2, which is new, a newer one, which I do play that one out. Because it, it looks really good, and I've changed out the pickups to something I like a little more and did some work to it. And uh, But that, and then I have a PRS uh, Custom 22 Artist Package. Which, oh, nice. Uh, yeah, that's, a, that's the pricey one. But, I mean, I bought it used and, uh, you know, found some distressed assets and 
and uh, got a good price on it. Yeah. So I mean, I would never pay what those things go for new, at least not the artist package. I could I could see springing for what, what do they call it? The what, I can't. There's the S2, and then above that there's oh. uh, there's a level of guitar, and then from there it goes to the artist package, and then it goes to like their uh, something their premium. Like yeah, this there's no way you're gonna pay less than ten thousand dollars for anything on this list. Oh god. <laughs> you know. And, for me, I'm I'm not a good enough guitar player that deserves something like that, <laughs> and I definitely don't take good enough Jeez. care of it. So oh, I do. I definitely are, uh, feel you on both of those. I'm just like, nah. But yeah, there's. I have guitars that I do not play out for that very reason, just because you know. I mean, I've had damage done to an old Les Paul. I have the vintage one, and it, that one really hurt. I, I mean, it's not an expensive model by any means. It's just an old Les Paul. I want to say uh, late 70s. It's a special with a flat top. Oh, nice. Mahogany body, but it was at one point TV yellow, but it's so worn through. I mean, you see the wood more than you see the paint. Nice. And I just love that guitar because it's just, it has mojo and it's worn in and it's old wood. And it's a real thing, man. It just has a feeling about it. Yep. And uh, I had a, a sound guy knock over my guitar stand. At a, at a show and broke the headstock off. Whoa, my God, what? And, uh, I mean, I, I had it bad. fixed. Yeah, who fixed it for yeah. you? Yeah, I had it fixed, and then it snapped again, just sitting in the case, so the, once, oh. uh, the glue didn't take, and then I had another guy repair it, and it's, since the second guy repaired it, it's just, it hasn't been the same guitar. Who had the and successful I, repair? What's that? Who had the su- successful repair for you? Well, the the first repair was Rick Kramer. Okay. That's the one that failed on me two right. years later. All right. And then uh, I had a, a buddy, Gil, who uh, he used to be a tech at Guitar Center in Aurora. And then he moved on. Uh, they transferred him to another store. And then he moved over there, and then they laid him off. So now he works for Yamaha. But uh, when he was back living here, I knew that he'd gotten laid off from Guitar Center again because they sent him out to Iowa or something, and then they sent him back, and then they laid him off. Oh, okay. So, yeah, nice. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. But, uh, so I called him up, and I'm like, I know you're hurting for cash. I have stuff that I can certainly do myself, but it's been sitting down there, and I can do it, but I'm not doing it. So, here. And I gave him some guitars and some stuff to work on. I'm like, here, just, you know, fix these things and tell me how much you want. And that was one of them was repairing the headstock, you know, which he glued back and it's, it's working. It's holding. Oh, that's cool. But uh, that's, it's just not pretty the same guitar. It could oh, be mental. Really? But uh, yeah, Gil Carlson is a good guy. Really good guy. But he moved, uh, I don't know where he is now, Florida. Oh, Who okay. knows? The moon. <laughs> Lucky bastard. Lucky son of a bitch. You said you'd take me with. <laughs> Damn it, Elon. Is uh, <laughs> is that... Uh, did you ever uh, mess with uh, Gene Liberty at all? Down in Sheridan? Ooh. Gene Liberty in Sheridan? He does some crazy custom guitar work, and he can, like, oh. he can repair everything. <laughs> you know what? I've never done any... I had him do any work, but uh, I have heard the name now. Now that you put it together with... Uh, yeah, okay. Okay. I've cool. heard about that. Yeah, he's a badass. But, uh, no. He's one of those guys that could fix anything. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool. I could if I felt like it. <laughs> <laughs> Enough YouTube videos and glue, you got it. I'm, tr- I'm uh, 
try and channel my inner Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> I could if I felt like it. <laughs> Is uh, what's what's the uh, amp we're playing out of then for uh, these shows? Uh, I'm still mostly jamming the JTM 45. Okay. And it's it's a it's a uh, it's a clone. I built it. So. Oh yeah. Um, all right. Okay. I think you showed pictures of that online before. Did you, did you make a few of those? I made a few amps. I only made one JTM 45. Okay. Um, but uh, what I have one, two, three. This was the fourth amp I built, okay. and the last amp I built. Um, the first one. Well, no, that wasn't the the first one. Was a um, a Marshall 18 watt clone. That, okay. Um, but it was stripped down. I took the entire tone circuit out and the reverb channel and the tremolo and all that. So it was just, it was basically a volume and tone with the 18 watt circuit in it. Okay. So, you know, less stuff in the signal and the amp rips. I mean, it, it only does one thing, but it does it really, really well. Awesome. You know, if you're looking for that vintage seventies, like Pete Townsend or something, just plug a Les Paul into that thing and and get it up around five on the volume and just plug straight into it and you it's got there. it. That's sweet. What got you into building amps? Um, I just looked into the back of a of a uh, of a homemade I shouldn't say homemade but a boutique amp uh, that was some three thousand some odd dollars and they had the back of it off and I was looking in there and I know a little bit about electronics. Okay. And uh, just from the Radio Shack days. But I'm like, you know, there's no more than a few hundred dollars worth of components in here. I know how to read a schematic, you know. Right. So I just kind of started hunting around, and I found parts. I found, you know, where you can buy chassis and stuff. And and then uh, I met this guy. Uh, I can, I'm not going to remember his name, but he was going blind. It was this old black dude in Beverly. And uh, he had an amp line that he started called Blind Man Blues Amp. But he would to make extra money he'd do these little classes where you can come up there and give them the money for the parts and he teach you how to build an amp no shit that's, and, that's uh, so cool yeah so this uh this this old guy you know he was retired and going blind and he'd holler at me all the time and i mean he stopped me more than once with you know just saying you know what i don't think this is something you should be doing like, why don't you just let me finish this and go on home? You know, I mean, that kind of teaching. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he was old school. But uh, yeah, I love that old guy. But yeah, that's where I built the 18 Marshall 18 watt. And uh, then him and I worked on this mod together. And I have that amp down. It's definitely an interesting amp. Um, we took a, a Epiphone Valve Junior, those little five waters. Yeah. And a head and put a plexi circuit in it okay but reuse the transformers and it, it runs off of one six v6 i want to say and it's got a few preamp tubes in it all right but it's it's like it it, 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 it i think it was about eight watts it measured out at but it's kind of in a lot of ways it's an eight watt marshall plexi okay that's wild <laughs> so, so it's interesting yeah Damn, have you ever uh, tried I've played a Plexi. It doesn't sound as good as a Plexi. No? Okay. <laughs> Is it pretty close? But, but uh, I'm sorry, what? Is it pretty close? Yeah. I mean, like yeah. Plexi if I put it on a, if I put it on a 412, yeah. Cool. But just like a little, you know, like a 112, it just kind of, it sounds a little thin. But if you get the volume right, 
yeah i mean it gets close nice you ever thought about selling those things or are you just uh just personal hobby stuff i did for a while and um and it was kind of similar to the the, the why i stopped playing original story <laughs> but uh, <laughs> and it was after 2008 and the housing market kind of poo-pooed and i worked in that field i was, I was a hardwood floors finisher Oh, okay. So I not only basically lost my income, but, you know, I lost my ability to find ways to make income other places because nobody was building houses anymore. And, wow. Yeah, that you know, was like a rough so time. many people did at that time. And, you know, I, I lost the house and stuff. That's where I was going with this. Oh, yeah. So this was right about the time because I had a bunch of free time because I wasn't working. And that's when I met the, the blind guy. Okay. Or blinding guy. He wasn't blind, but he was going there. Gotcha. And uh, and I built a couple, and then I started a Facebook page for uh, for some things, and I built that 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 JTM forty five. Now that was originally a kit, and um, so it was more of follow directions, but but uh, it didn't work when I was done. So oh. I had to go back, and and then finally I had to enlist the help of a friend because I couldn't figure out why it didn't work. And uh, and we got it running, but uh, I know this guy named Mark Bayer who owns Victoria Amps, and out of Naperville, Illinois, and he builds some of the, if not the best, Fender-like amps in the world. Oh wow! And uh, I just I never really talked tech with him, but I've been to his shop a bunch of times, and he'll tell stories about you know Bob Dylan, the Gold Melody, and. And uh, his son heard it, Jacob, and uh, wanted one so he, for him. But Jacob made him promise he wouldn't tell his dad that he bought the same amp as his dad because apparently they don't get along like uh-huh. that. But uh, he peeked in there and he's like, "Yeah, you, you just, I can't believe you didn't kill yourself looking at the power section. That was all wrong, and something was too close to something else." And oh, he wow. just kind of, he kind of poo-pooed that whole thing. I'm like. Yeah, you know what I mean. It was a lot of work, and I'm not really sure I like it. Even yeah, gotcha. Um, I like building the cabinets. That was fun. Yeah, that's cool. But, yeah. Uh, Did you have one of those? Like, it was a was a a cow print or something like that? Yes, that's yeah, the okay. JTM 45. Yeah, okay. I thought that dude, that was <laughs> badass. I really liked them. Yeah, man. I really did. I thought you had a you have that. Uh, design thing where you know if you if you get a guitar like a guitar player liking it you're doing something right so it looked pretty fucking cool <laughs> yeah yeah and i've just uh i've had you know i've bought and sold and bought and kept a couple amps since i've been playing that and i always go back to it cool i just i always end up going back to it that's gotta be I nice for got gigging. myself the line six helix and set up the whole four cable nut and got a an effects loop amp, you know, with a master volume and multiple channels and everything. And I'm like, you know, I, I played it for a while. I'm like, this is cool. I can get all these different tones out of it. Everyone's. And done. then one day I plug back into my Marshall downstairs or Marshall bitch. And, <laughs> and I'm like, I, dude, this is, this is where my heart, man. This is, That's I like sound. these old school hand wired, just single channel amps and run a few pedals into it. Did you I'm get just, the? I just can't get into the digital thing, no matter how much they say it's better. I did just you don't, get that I don't hear uh, Helix? I'm sorry. Did you get that Helix for uh, for the cover band, like to be able to emulate the sounds and stuff like that? Yeah, because I mean, 
I don't really use a lot of gain. Okay. But, and I, I do like delays. I don't use reverb, I, but I do like my delays. Okay. And I was using this, this Line 6 DL4 that I had bought used for like six bucks. And that thing, I, I want to say I gigged with that thing for at least 10 years. I mean, just kicking it around and spilling nice. beer on it. Yeah. And, you know, people will bad mouth, but that thing was a tank. And uh, it started getting glitchy. So I'm like, well, I really like the sounds because, I mean, Line 6 is essentially a software company. Right. But but I do like, I like their delays. I like their timed effects. Okay. I mean, their overdrives are, are garbage. I mean, any digital overdrive I've ever heard is garbage. I don't care what any Kemper owner says. They just upset they spent $3,000 on that thing. <laughs> but sorry. <laughs> Trigger alert. Triggered <laughs> everywhere. But, uh, yeah, so I bought that thing because it had all those sounds in it. And it, it's really, it's like, I use it as a $600 delay pedal. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then I bought a switcher to go along with it, oh, yeah. a little uh, MIDI thing. So, I mean, that was three, 300 bucks. So I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm not sure I like it. I mean, Marvin thinks I'm crazy because they're like, oh, plug that straight in. Those models are great. Eh, okay. Just like my cab. Yeah, it's just, it is really easy, but with that ease, yeah, it just, it just is not as personal, you know? Well, oh, I just got Randy Rhodes tone by pressing this button, you know? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's people will say I'm, <laughs> I'm doing it wrong, and they're probably right, but... <laughs> they are uh, pretty popular. You know, I just, uh, yeah, I mean, there's, going into menus and selecting and saving and stuff like that, it's just, no. that's less time I'm spending playing. Yep. Yeah, that's the same thing I do with this uh, podcast studio or anything I do. It's like, I just want to plug and play. I don't want to mess around. I just have a PV uh, 5150 for my guitar. I plug directly into that. Those are great amps. It's the fucking Underrated best. amps. Love that amp, dude. I'm a PV head yeah. from way back in the day, but I got that and a classic 30. And I don't need any more sounds than what I get out of those two. <laughs> you know, I'm just happy Those right are there. both great amps. I love and them. I, I, PVs, yeah, I, those they, they had the classic thirty, and then they had a fifty, I think, right? Yep, that was it. Yep, yep. And then they had those blues lines that were, uh, no, are those that is that what I'm thinking? The classic thirty, and the they had a classic. Uh, they 30, had like a, classic, a tweed kind of. Yeah, that, that's the one I got. The tweed, the classic okay, thirty. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, they have some the, killer amps. That fifty-one fifty, man, I will put that up against anything. <laughs> It Absolutely. just kills, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is a beautiful Especially line. if you want that, if, if you're trying to get that crunchy, full 80s, just in your face, you know, oh, yeah. rocking guitar tone at, you know, yeah, you know Eddie Van Halen or whoever. It does not clean up, and I love it. <laughs> just like it's going gonna, it's gonna <laughs> to bite your face off, man, no matter what. <laughs> and hang on to it. I mean, you, oh, just, yeah. uh, you just increased in value. Oh, I know. Which, but I, I ain't ever getting rid of that son of a bitch. But, oh, no, absolutely not. I mean, especially since you like it. Yeah, Even if you didn't it, yeah. like it, keep it. But since you like it, just for that reason alone. Yep. Oh, I'm very But, I mean, happy. there was a time you could pick those up for really good price. And, man, oh, yeah. That's if over. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and Beth ordered that 5150 for me. I got the Stripe series, the 5150. She ordered that for me, and Eddie passed on one of the was only two weeks later. Wow. So what was supposed to be like a November delivery date ended up taking six months. So oh, wow. Like all of a sudden they pushed everybody. back. 
Yeah, because, I mean, there was just a mad rush on them. And they were already behind because of COVID. Oh, you know, yeah. So. Yep, yep. What a fucking year. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm, I try not to talk about it. We're just going to, you know, denial is a powerful thing. You're damn right no problem? Is. No problem. <laughs> it's non-existent. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, but, shit, man! Uh, that's fucking great. Is uh, what's the the future for the Doty? What are you doing with it, guitar um, wise? I think I'm. It's I'm happy with the material with the stuff I have. All I right. might. Uh, I really want to redo my pedal board, and I think I'm going to dump the Helix and uh, go back to. I mean, maybe get a like a really nice delay, like a Strymon or something. Okay. And uh, you know, I'm set on on overdrive pedals. I've used the exact same one forever. This is little exotic BB preamp. I love it. Wait, I've what had, is it? I've bought and sold countless distortion and overdrive pedals, and that one always goes back on the board. Actually, it never leaves, but I get rid of those and I keep that. That's but fantastic. It's just a preamp, actually, so it just kind of drives the sound that your amp already has, which is a Marshall JTM 45, so it doesn't color it or anything. It just makes it like as if i had the volume at eight or nine which i couldn't possibly do even by myself <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know even when nobody's looking <laughs> but, but uh, yeah so i'm pretty happy you know i mean i'm always a guitar slut so i'll find something else you know She's like ooh, that's shiny and pretty i want it yeah, yeah. but uh you know the band i'm just gonna i'm gonna ride this out because I love these guys and I like what we're doing. And then uh, whenever it's done, it's done. Well, fantastic. You know, I might just hang out with buddies and jam with them once in a while. Yeah. And um, I'm really kind of getting the bug, which is what I wanted to do when I split with the uh, the country band was to start recording my original. That's yeah. what I really wanted to do when I kind of got sidetracked with this. So get those I kind of want to get going. back into that. <laughs> Good, I hope so. Yeah, man. you gotta leave some of your stink out there. Come on. I have to what? You gotta leave some of your stink out there. We're not gonna be here forever. You gotta get something on there. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna put yeah. it on digital. It'll be out there forever. <laughs> yeah, the internet doesn't forget. No, thank God. <laughs> well, some of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, some of it. Yeah. Maybe we, you should have thought about that a little longer than ten seconds. <laughs> Just let that tweet go. All yeah. Right. Well, well, we've all said shit. No, we, we, we'll say more. But, I know uh, I have. <laughs> we got to, man. That's what keeps us happy and young. We're musicians. We're never going to die. Nope. I hope not. <laughs> I got shit to do. <laughs> all right, brother. Well, on that note, man, uh, thank you very much for doing this, Mark. I really appreciate it. Um, Dude, I love catching back up with you, and I didn't know a bunch of that shit, that, uh, how you started and everything like that, and I really appreciate your time, man. Hey, no problem. Cool. I'll, hey. Uh, I'll try to listen to this. I listened to you on the way back from uh, Minnesota. Um, oh, yeah? I want to say it was called Technically Challenged or something. Yeah, technically you and, uh, and Jason Sears and uh, a third guy. The Brian who I don't know. Yep. Oh, duh. Yeah, I do know. Yep. I remember now. <laughs> Another yeah. one of the people that asked me to get you on. So. <laughs> so, yeah, I listened to that. It was great. So. Oh, cool, man. Well, hey, well, I'd like to get it. you back on uh, sometime again. And once you get uh, rolling, maybe in the summer or something like that, or definitely if you're going to do that original shit, I definitely want to hear more about it. Yeah, for sure. I'll get you some. 
fantastic. I really would appreciate that. You can throw it out your window on the way home if you want. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck that guy. (laughs) I ain't listening to that shit. (laughs) Oh, that's the mark I know. (laughs) I promise you it will be better than Nickelback. uh, That's almost impossible, isn't it? I set the bar high. (laughs) All right, brother. Well, hey, man, take care. Uh, My best to you and the family, and... uh, I hope uh, once you come out here to Iowa play, I will come and see you. <laughs> Absolutely, Jimmy. Same to you. All right, brother. Take care, Mark. I'll see you, bro. Bye. Bye. All right, everybody. Whoa, sorry about that. Long, weird pause. Uh, that was a little last-minute thing, which I knew it would be with Mark Doty. <laughs> I hope you guys all dig him. Uh, check, definitely check out his bands, man. They are fantastic. Whatever he's in and doing, he's going to put on a show. The band's going to put on a show, and it's going to sound good. Uh, cool. Well, thank you, guys, and uh, thanks for liking or uh, whatever, the five stars and all that stuff. Man, it really helps. I really appreciate your guys' time, too. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, love yous, and take care. Bye.